Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This episode is sponsored by Jiminy's, maker of sustainable dog food made with cricket protein. Cricket protein is a superfood, delicious, nutritious, sustainable, humane, and prebiotic. To learn more and save 20% on your first purchase, Go to Jiminy's.com slash TMS and use the code TMS20 at checkout. Coming up on TMS, utility penis. Dos dias de los muertos. Nice. Pumpkin thieving in Vermont. Swinging Johnsons. <laughs> Brian, like the McRib, is back. Well, double snowflake on you. They soured the chocolate. Free shirt with a box of scorpions. I love it when the turkeys yell. Hiding poop next door. The war on morons. Once you go Cadbury, you never go backberry. All those M states look the same. Fun-sized humble brag. Making things with Bill. A little signs with Bobby and more on this episode of The Morning Stream. If there's any women or girls out there looking for a good man, I'm available at any time. Just call me. Watch this! A lady pirate with a little man on her shoulder. The Morning Stream. No, you better don't. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to The Morning Stream. It's Tuesday, November 2nd, 2021. I'm Scott and he's Brian. Welcome back, Brian. Thank you, Scott. And thank you, uh, Tadpool, for being here. Vermont is it's your loss and our gain to have Brian right, exactly. back. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, Brian was gone for a few days. It was ever so brief trip to Vermont. It was lovely, though. Uh, had some rainy weather, had some nice weather on the last day. Mm-hmm. Um, boy, Halloween itself was um, rain on and off, so it was kind of like uh, uh, a good year for me to, to be there. Although I guess here it was, it was fairly nice. It was a little overcast, but it was fairly nice. It was weirdly warm here. I don't know what was going on. Really? Yeah, we had yeah. warm uh, trick or treaty weather that never happens. Mm. It's almost always too cold, and you got to put like a jacket over your Batman mm. costume or whatever. Yeah. But it was nice. You could walk around. Boy came over dressed like a dinosaur. Aww. I dressed like Hawkeye. Kim was the uh, death lady, or uh, uh, sorry, a, a plague doctor. A plague doctor. Yeah, I saw yeah. the uh, saw the photos online. Holy mackerel! Yeah, she was. Yeah. she was scary in that thing. And, yeah, my uh, Halloween nice. costume, I wore uh, sh- uh, shining socks, like socks that are modeled after the carpeting in The Shining. <laughs> that was the extent. It was great. No no trick-or-treaters, because um, they live far enough away from everything, and this, like, everybody lives far enough away in Jericho that no trick-or-treaters. So, added benefit, no candy. Yep. So, uh, no. 
didn't have to hand out any and two for you and one for me kind of situation. Didn't, didn't nice. uh, f- uh, f- go nuts and eat like four Milky Ways in a row and none of no, that? Okay. No, nor, nor uh, Milky Ways aren't my jam. It's, you know, that's the problem. If Tina gets like for uh, Halloween candy, if she gets Kit Kats, yeah. it's all over. Oh, yeah, right. In fact, you put a tweet up saying, I hope all, everyone gets Kit Kats. That, that's the sign yeah. Brian likes them Kit Kats. That is the, that is, and you know, it's, uh, been a, a constant thing here people sending kit kats from japan which are infinitely better the chocolate is so much better than the that kit kats here yeah i don't know why i don't but, either um, well we've, they did just higher end chocolate is that what it is so have we figured yeah, that out okay they we just figured that out that they're it's like cadbury versus hershey's you know it's oh man the uk chocolates and ireland chocolate yeah so much better than uh What's wrong the, with us? What, hey, America. Carnuba wax covered brown whatever. Yeah. Can we can we get back in the can we get back in the running with the chocolate and do better here right? in America? Exactly. Exactly. Good lord. I mean, what is even what are we even doing? Who are we? Yeah. What is yes. this? Anyway. <laughs> uh, well, that's they great. They also have uh, snowflake chocolate in uh, Vermont. I did have a little bit of that because it's a local. It's it's as local as maple syrup and um, cider, the snowflake chocolate, which is really funny because it was called that before conservatives started calling liberals snowflakes in Vermont. Very, very full of uh, liberals. So it's like, oh, go go eat some of your snowflake chocolate, snowflake. Yeah, snowflakes, double snowflake. Is it a what, what is that? Tell it's me just, what that uh, is. It's made locally. I mean, it's not like a it's not like a flavor or a style of making it. It's a candy factory in vermont that is just really good oh Snowflake it's a brand chocolates. okay it's Got a brand it. and it's yeah they're good i want they're, i they're i good. desire what you have they it's funny this it's something that i feel like everybody should do and we're we're horrible at it we need to start doing it better ourselves but um when we go and stay with my parents uh the room so we they say oh well here go ahead and take your bags up to your room and and we'll have a drink when you come back down and uh, we go up to our room we put our bags in there and on the nightstand is always a little a little local uh local gift local food gift and it's in this case snowflake chocolates and we don't you, kim probably does that if you guys have people stay uh, stay over she probably does that but mm. i need to be way better about that like when people come over and and stay with us like we had my cousin and uh, her husband a few weeks ago or a couple sure. weeks ago sure. is having some sort of local delicacy something colorado that they can enjoy sitting on the nightstand for them to take home or or eat before bed some night or whatever don't feel bad you're like me i don't think of that stuff kim does i don't yeah. i'm partly because yeah. kim does so i don't have to think about it because i know she's gonna right. but exactly like when tom yeah. when tom came last time she went yeah. and found a bunch of utah brewery beers mm-hmm. and made a little <clears throat> excuse me a little beer basket for tom that was specific for him because he likes a good craft local beer, you yes. know, wherever mm-hmm. he is. And so she just knew to do that. I didn't have anything to do with it because I don't know mm-hmm. shit about nothing. <laughs> I really right? don't. Yeah. Yeah. Really no, don't. it's there's something about that. Our wives are uh, our wives are, are so good at that. And it's because of that that we don't have to be good at that. That's right. We don't have to think at all. But um, one of the main things that we did out there on Halloween was something called the pumpkin glow. And this is an annual tradition in Jericho. Mm. And I'm trying to remember, oh my gosh, I'm forgetting the name of the the couple and their farm who do this, but they grow um, hundreds of pumpkins and spend the two weeks before Halloween carving them and sometimes assembling them into into words or 
related uh, uh, related designs, that sort of thing, and then decorating this this strip of um, Silly Hill Road. And yes, the street is called Silly Hill Road. It's Great. not spelled with an S. It's uh, C I L L E Y Hill Road. Oh, gotcha. And spending time decorating it with um, with all these pumpkins. And there was uh, basically they make these wooden stands that are about five five or six feet tall with five levels or six levels of pumpkin shelves on them. Got it. And so they'll say the top one will be pumpkins that spell out essential workers in four or five pumpkins. And then you'll have an ambulance and um, a fireman and a policeman and, and things related to that. So a little police car and sure. a badge and a um, fire hydrant, which on its own would be a really funny pumpkin to see. Yeah. A little fire hydrant. I agree. But, but Tell your dog pees on things. it. It's great. Tell your dog pees. Exactly. But that, it's fine. Exactly, and so they put all of those uh, uh, those groupings together, and it's really, really cute. Oh. Um, and then somebody down the way, and I put these up on Twitter, some amazing carvings um, with synthetic pumpkins. So they do them year after year. They use a Dremel tool, but they do these amazing, like there was a Pac-Man, to- uh, or a Pac-Man um, uh, pumpkin, and it had, it was basically the game board. <laughs> Pac-Man on a pumpkin. Oh, that's cool. And um, just amazing stuff like that. But they're synthetic pumpkins, so they can use them year after year. I can't remember. Foam, resin, or something like oh, that. Oh, okay. So they um, carve them out of some material or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Still carve um, them, though, right? They still, it's like, they still carve them by hand. You know, no, no like CNC or anything like that. It's all done by hand. That's cool. And the... Um, uh, they had them up the night before Halloween, which is which was the clearer night. So we just went and checked those out after dinner. Um, but something happened between that and Halloween because we went out Halloween night and drove through the uh, uh, down Silly Hill Road, and all their pumpkins were gone. <gasps> and we don't know what happened. Like if they if somebody took them or if um, something <clears throat> happened with their display stand. They had something look like bleachers with all of these pumpkins on there, and they were gone that quick, which leads me to think they didn't just go take them down overnight yeah yeah that, that's weird i don't like yeah it that. was really weird oh awful waffle in the chat room says i used to work with that guy he does a ton of those plastic carvings yeah there were there were probably 40 maybe 50 of those those pumpkins on those um handmade bleachers that he had out there um two different jack nicholson ones a charlie sheen for some reason mm. um <laughs> freddy krueger and jason and uh mike uh, or um uh yeah michael myers and charles manson <laughs> i mean it was it was really cool wow. i'm pretty sure he doesn't sell them taxi cab but he they did have an issue them. he said there was an issue a couple of years ago or last year with some college students that came and tried to steal spider-man oh those and bastards I was like, I was like, yeah. oh, that kind of been, you know, that might have been me in my college days. Yeah, but um, with great power, great responsibility. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, but uh, had a great time out there. My dad's got a um, a good size like forest on his on his property, and some really cool uh, landscaping that they're in the process of doing. And we look out, and there are a dozen wild turkeys just roaming around his his back his quote-unquote wow. backyard wow yeah like a roving gang of turkeys i'm like oh this is so cool so i i was gonna take a picture so i opened up the door and the door makes a little bit of noise when you open it yeah and they all shoot their heads straight up and go, <laughs> like out of out of view like i got a picture of them just as they stuck their heads up and then uh, took off out of there so. that's great 
I love it. I love it. I love uh, yeah. uh, uh, when the turkeys yell. It's great. It's yeah, amazing. <laughs> it's great. It's uh, totally. Did you? You didn't kill one and eat it, right? That's did not, not the plan. kill one and eat it. But it's not Thanksgiving yet, so you know there's still plenty of time. Okay, get out that axe. Yeah. I'm sorry, hatchet, whichever it is, axe, axe or hatchet, <laughs> whichever it is. Yeah. He had a hatchet. Oh, okay. in his garage, and that's what I took a picture of and sent everybody. Oh, that was his. Oh, okay, All right. that was his own very hatchet. Very yeah. nice. His very own hatchet. He has his own hatchet. Wow. He has his very own hatchet. He's wow. you know he's got a forest. He got to have a hatchet. Look, going from medical Actually, cancer doctor a, to he has a hatchet and an axe and an ATV and a snowblower and like I mean he has to, yeah it's it is not the um it is not the dad I knew when he lived here or when he was in Houston working at MD Anderson Cancer Center. This is like a completely different uh, dad. New phase. Total new phase. Yeah. Unkempt hair, flannel shirts. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what the heck, right? I mean, it's like, this is not. It's like, who <laughs> are you? This is not my beautiful dad. Right. <laughs> That's really interesting. Well, you know, he's right. got his retirement. He's he's ready to roll, ready to rock. He has been adopted into the Vermont Collective. I'll say that yeah. for sure. Has he got the accent yet or working on no, that? No, no. Still has the, the slight British accent, oh, which okay. is just fine. I yeah. need to hear your dad talk sometime. I just need to hear yeah. it. Just so I can I make a sense of it. Because it doesn't make any sense in my head that he has a slight British accent. I just can't picture it because mm-hmm. it's you. Mm-hmm. And I just can't. Right. No, I know. But I, I know. need to. It's it's weird. It's weird. I need to experience it. Uh, well, all right. You were missed uh, while you were gone, and I'm glad you had a good time. Oh, somebody in the chat, uh, Lucky Phil, said Hershey's has a souring agent in it, uh, which prolonged shelf life. It's the butric really? acid, I believe, is what it is, according to Sidian. It says, uh, but Americans got used to the taste, hence why American chocolate is worse than the rest of the world. So it's a little bit like how... You know, mm-hmm. you change Coke and people get all riled up mm-hmm. or you change, mm-hmm. you know, when they when they do a new version of Coke Zero, they have to have the other version still on shelves or whatever because right. people can't deal right. with it. It's like that, it sounds like. so. Except it's always been bad. Yeah. <laughs> well, no. At one time, Virgin's is really good. But yeah, I guess they said, well, let's sacrifice some flavor for shelf life. Yeah. Uh, because if our... If our chocolate tastes like crap, it'll be on shelves longer. So we want to make sure it tastes like yeah. crap for as long as possible. There you go. Yeah, exactly. You can't have that spoiling. But here's the thing. I used to not mind a, a nice Hershey bar here and there. Mm-hmm. So I don't yeah. know what that says about me, but I thought it was all right. Still to this and day. then you had a Cadbury. Yeah. Oh, Cadbury's are See, good. that's the thing. Once you have like a Cadbury or a Toblerone or something, I mean, then then see how you feel about your Hershey's. Your so ham can, and cheese. Yeah, exactly. I can eat like, <laughs> once you've tasted steak. <laughs> I can eat. Uh, I can eat dark chocolate now. Um, yeah, that stuff's not a problem for for uh, my my anti sugar diet. Yeah, and to How, some degree, it's it's kind of good for you. Yeah, it's supposed to be good for you. So I'll have it here and there. Um, mm-hmm. But what's funny is prior to the anti sugar, uh, it if I had dark chocolate, I, I both knew it and hated it. I was like, "Oh, this bitter, mm-hmm. bitter, awful, yeah. disgusting piece of bark you've given me. Why have you given me this?" <laughs> right? If you uh, ever, ever as a kid, I wonder how many other people did this because I know I did. Uh, found your parents or your mom's stash of baking chocolate and said, "Oh my god, look at this massive chocolate bar! I'm totally gonna have some of this." Oh my god, this is horrible! Oh <laughs> hell yeah, hell yeah, right? Like that stuff. It's all it looks bitter. like the mother load, yeah. and it's really the most bitter stone. <laughs> exactly. of death it's horrendous yeah. well but now yeah give me uh give me dark chocolate all dang day long yeah and now with no sugar i can't tell the difference between this and like the way i used to like milk chocolate it tastes mm-hmm. fine to me now 
It's like no big deal. I have to have people test taste my like if I get a you know we're out somewhere and I get like a Coke Zero somewhere. Yeah, I'm convinced that it's sugared mm. because they for guy in the back put it under the wrong hole or whatever. So I hand it to Kim and go, please take check this. She's like, oh yeah, yeah that's that's definitely zero. I'm like, okay, cool. Mm-hmm. I can't tell anymore. No, it's- I've had I've had Coke Zero for so long, I can't tell. I can tell obviously. Uh, a diet coke versus a coke zero yeah that and, i can uh, tell that that's freaking horrendous because it's nightmarish uh, it's nightmarish it's, it is it, it really is yeah. it's like how can anybody drink this yeah it's, and there's a whole swath of the population who will only drink it yeah and to them i say what's wrong who hurt what you what's wrong with you yeah at what point in your life did you did you experience such trauma <laughs> that you Were had you to, beaten with a coke zero bottle yeah, is that what, what happened <laughs> what the hell happened all right uh well that's great vermont uh, good times. My sister lived in Vermont for a while. I don't know if we've talked about that. Wendy did. I think, think we did. Yeah, yeah. What part? Do you remember? Uh, I don't remember what part, but she loved it there. And she was only there a couple years. It was part of a school thing her husband was doing. And they lived there for two years when the babies were, when she had little babies. And she loved it and wishes she lived there again. I think she still wishes she <laughs> was back yeah. in Vermont. Yeah. Oh, it's such a beautiful part of the country. It yeah. really is. Yeah. It's like uh, when she went to Vermont. Yeah. It was Vermont, then Sweden. Well, Mm-hmm. All right, so it was Utah, then Vermont, then back to Utah, then Sweden, then mm-hmm. back to Utah for a little bit, and then Massachusetts. Minnesota. Yeah. Or, uh, sorry, Minnesota. Why did I say Massachusetts? I don't know why. I don't know. Because they're all M. Eh, all those M. All those M states. It's not, even, it's not even fun to say. I don't even like saying it. And there it was. <laughs> all right. We, uh, oh, I, oh, I had to report this. Uh, I know yeah. it's post Halloween now, but whatever. I watched the rest of Midnight Mass. And uh, finished it up. Final episode I watched on Halloween Day. Perfect. And that fifth episode, right? Oh, my Lord. The ending of episode five. That was something. Um, Into the credits, even. Like, oh, my God. Yeah, that was was nuts. I loved the series. Yeah. Um, I've I've decided that Matt Flanagan can make whatever he wants, and I'll be there. Mm -hmm. Uh, There's something about... It's there's something about his takes on this stuff that really resonate with me, and obviously everybody, you know, these are popular, so it's not just a me thing. But uh, this this take on vampires, which is really what it was, yeah, it was one of the most unique I've ever seen. And I don't like vampire yes. stories. Ever. No, vampires have been played big right? time, big time, and this was just such a different different handling of that entire thing, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and amazing acting across the board. <clears throat> Kim's in the middle of watching. She never watched Hill House, but I did. Mm. So she's in the middle of watching that right now. Mm-hmm. And uh, <laughs> I'd forgotten just how many of those actors are in everything Mike Flanagan does. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. What's her name in particular? I can't think of her name all of a sudden. Uh, she played Theodora in uh, Hill House. Can't think of her name. Yes. And she's currently in uh, the show You, Y-O-U. Um, oh, is she? I, oh, she's great. She is. Victoria her. Pedretti, I believe. Oh, I'm thinking of, uh, that's the mom, oh. right? Oh, you're thinking of somebody else. I'm sorry. No, no, no. I'm thinking of... Uh, so Theodora was played by... Ah, crap. Oh, oh, oh. Right. She's... Uh, right. In in um, uh, in Midnight Mass, she's the girlfriend. She's the girlfriend who's pregnant and then isn't that whole thing. Right, um, right. That may have been slightly spoilery. I apologize. You can ban yeah, me from the chat room. You know, you had your time to watch it, people. <clears throat> yeah, it's that, that's, that thing came out in 2018, all right? There's been some time. Uh, okay, her name is... Uh, if I can find it, there it is. Kate Siegel, Kate Siegel, not Kate Katie Siegel. Seagal, very different person. Right, Kate Siegel. not no relation. <laughs> she's in she's in almost everything this 
uh, that Matt Flanagan does. But um, mm-hmm. so many people in here. The the lady that plays um, Luke's not Luke. Uh, the other brother, the older brother, uh, Steve Stevie that plays mm-hmm. his wife is mm-hmm. Bev in Midnight Mass, the crazy lady. Um. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, Man, that's she a, was nuts. That's yeah. oh my gosh, dude. <laughs> I loved it though. I can't recommend it yeah. enough. I loved it. Um, it's not for everyone. If you don't like, you know, I mean, this one is. I would say is less. There's less jump scares, but there's definitely yeah, there's unsettling less jump stuff. scares and and no ghosts in the background, as far as I was able to discern from. Uh, um, I keep, you know, I keep saying Matt Hill Flanagan. And, Sorry, Mike Flanagan, not Matt. Mike. Oh, Mike Flanagan. I keep doing that. I don't know why I keep doing that. Um, but yeah, like you like you mm-hmm. said, it's like there's no like blah, but there's a mm-hmm. lot of <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. You know? I mean, there is there is one particular jump scare that did make me jump and it's when something kind of something or someone kind of flies at the screen. Oh, yeah, that got me pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Someone. We'll call it an individual. Someone, an individual. Yeah. Yes. It's such a weird so yeah. weird and to have yeah. the good news at the end be that that line i'm not gonna ruin it <laughs> but you know what it was yes and that in any other context is the worst <laughs> thing that could happen but in that context you went oh thank yeah. goodness right <laughs> exactly oh i loved it just loved yeah. it and that matt yeah. saracen guy uh what's the actor's name uh oh he's really good uh yeah saracen he, from friday night lights friday night yeah. lights guy uh he was awesome in this he was just yeah. great like i don't know where he's been i mean i'm sure he's been busy zach gifford that's who it is there you go he's been doing other stuff and he doesn't look um, any and different. no uh, doesn't age. I think they keep him in a uh, in a box, in a container, or mm-hmm. a, uh, you know, mm-hmm. a hyperbaric chamber or something, because he looks exactly the same as uh, as he did back in the Friday Night Lights days. Oh yeah, Annabeth Gish from um, Mystic Pizza, and oh, yeah. she's uh, great. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Okay, what's this Midnight Club from Mike Hannigan or Flanagan coming out? Midnight Club follows a group of terribly ill patients from a Rotterdam home begins to get. Oh, is this his next thing? Hmm. Oh, and they're all in it again. So, so Zach Gifford's in it. Uh, The girl, the young girl at the end of of this uh, Mm -hmm. Midnight Mass, uh, Anara Mm -hmm. Simone is in it. He just likes to drag people with him. Yeah, now when does this... I mean, it's already announced. We've got actors and Yep, and there's Samantha Sloan. Heather Langenkamp from uh, Nightmare on Elm Street is in this. William B. Davis, the cigarette smoking man, is going to be in this. Yep. Uh, There's Samantha Sloan again. She's she's Bev. She's back. Doesn't say when this is going to come out. Where's Henry Uh, Thomas? (laughs) Yeah, right? (laughs) Henry Thomas is in everything that he makes. And it's Finished, great. Uh, production on September 10th. Um, but doesn't say when this thing is uh, supposed to come out. Looks like it's only a four episode deal. So it's a short. Mm-hmm. I'm fine mm-hmm. with that. Totally fine. Yeah, totally fine with that. Hey, look, if you can tell a good story, tell it in however many episodes it takes. Don't feel like you've got to stretch it out. Uh, Stephen King Under the Dome. Yeah, Stephen King Under the Dome. Oh, Under the Dome is such a good book. It's such such promise. Dumbasses. It's like, oh, well, I can stretch this out for another 12 episodes. And uh... <laughs> I don't think it was him choosing, though. I think it was, I think it was a bunch of 
Just well, bad production was, choices. Wasn't he was executive producer? Wasn't he on that? Yeah, but I don't know how much control they give that guy. Sure, I it was know. NBC. NBC higher ups probably had their. It started strong. Everybody was yeah. too good looking, but it started strong, and then it just petered out. And it's a bummer because mm-hmm. I think that could be revisited. Shutter or somebody, why don't you all get your hands on it and make something? There you real. go. Yeah, reboot it. Do it the right way. Hey, we found our Star Wars guy. I'm going to read this email from the Star Netherlands. Wars guy. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah, this is great. Emil from Star Wars. No, from from the Netherlands. <laughs> uh, the uh-huh. Netherlands. He says this. Uh, Hello, Scott and Brian. In episode 2196, you said that someone had told you that they had never seen Star Wars. Well, I haven't watched it either. Oh, man. It's not that I don't like sci-fi. I love Interstellar, and I really like the Expanse books. I'm 25 old. I'm 25 years old now, and maybe the reason is that I was old enough to start liking these movies. Uh, they were when I was when I was old. Oh, enough sorry. To start when liking. I was old enough to start liking these movies, they were too old looking, and I didn't have the nostalgia to like it. He says, mm-hmm. "I could see that. Like you're, mm-hmm. I don't know. They look. They if you look at the original trilogy, especially four episode four, yeah, uh, a new hope. It." It looks like a '70s ass space opera shit it does, show yeah, it, from the outside, right? You don't, mm-hmm, don't yeah. you, if you don't have the connection to it. You weren't a little kid then, like all of that. I totally get True. it. True. Says anyway, I do not know whose father. Uh, wait, wait, anyway, I do, no, I do know who is the father <laughs> because the, <laughs> because of the internet, and there is that cute baby alien. Oh my gosh. Yoda. <laughs> yeah, which one? Uh, might be talking Ewoks. Might be talking Yoda. Might be talking. Yeah. I assume you mean Yoda, and also I assume from from this email, he's not seen like hasn't seen the Mandalorian, hasn't seen no, no Clone probably Wars and none of the none of the Star Wars story uh, saga stuff. Yeah, he says I'd like to finish with a question. Do you guys have a movie or series that almost everybody else has seen, but you haven't? And have you? Uh, and not a recent one, but comparable with not watching Star Wars. Love the show, though, Emil from. The Netherlands. Well, I mean, a series. I've I've never seen a single episode, a single installment in the Halloween movie series. Oh, okay, that that's an interesting one. But I am aware of Mike Myers. (laughs) I think I've seen two of those, so so not many. Um, (laughs) Everybody in the chat room saying Parasite. (laughs) Yeah, but that's recent and not. It does. Sure. It doesn't follow his category thing here. But you're. But you're one about Halloween. Yeah, Halloween does. is probably the closest thing I have because I've seen at least you know some of the other things that have been popular. The um, right. Um, watched the entire new run of Doctor Who. Now you haven't watched any Doctor Who since as a kid, like the Tom Baker stuff, right? So when I was a kid, I watched some Tom Baker because it was just on, mm-hmm. um, and then I saw a big chunk of the. Of the of the uh, the new stuff with Eccleston oh, okay. to start with, you saw the Eccleston stuff. Okay. Yeah, not all, all right. of it, but most of it. And then I fell off, and then that's it. So I so that's probably gotcha. one of mine for sure. Because uh-huh. that's you know my nerd cred gets tested every time I bring that up. Somebody's like, you yeah, but seen still, it. I mean that's you've seen some of it, and I don't think it's that uh, I don't think it's that out there for for you to see some of the new stuff, and it just wasn't enough to keep you keep yeah. you going. Yeah. Now that I think about it, oh no, I've seen some of those. Because then you've got, yeah, you've got uh, Matt Smith, and you've got um, uh, Capaldi, who's really good. Oh, I never saw an episode of The Good Wife. No, I haven't either. Yeah, is that is that 
That was supposed to be really good. Like one of the great last mm-hmm. fun, you know, last times that network TV had like a had like mm-hmm. an Emmy worthy drama on TV. Okay. All right. I never saw any of that. Uh Let's see. I'm trying to think. I Unfortunately, most anything that's like, you know, genre fiction or whatever, I do see. <laughs> like yeah. I can't help it. Um Yeah. You know, oh pe- yeah. I mean, David Tennant's run I guess if you're going to say, well, I'm going to watch a little bit of Doctor Who, watching David Tennant's run, especially uh, Don't Blink, um, is is probably a good way to go. That's one of my favorite episodes ever of, I think maybe my favorite episode ever of Doctor Who, and it's that's so pretty, good. That's pretty high praise. Yeah. yeah. A B- bunch of people, uh, let's see, Free Ranger saying, never seen an episode of Friends, so there's that. Uh, Claire mm-hmm. says, I've not seen a single actual episode of Seinfeld, only clips and sound bites. Mm-hmm. We were just watching Seinfeld, Seinfeld. last night. Yeah. yeah, fix that. Community or Modern Family, M. Hump 23. Community is is really worth watching. And make it to season two because they really find their stride. Season one's good. And you, you get a lot of the right, a lot of good humor in there, especially uh, um, Troy and Abed's uh, interactions. But season two is when they start saying, all right, we're going to really have some fun and break the fourth wall. And, and Yeah. Uh, season one for almost crazy. everybody is... Mm-hmm. Is never Finding great in retrospect. Yeah. yeah, they're all getting their footing. We noticed that about the Seinfeld season one is like that. Uh, Simpsons seasons one's like that. Mm-hmm. Like any good show, season one's rough. Voices are weird. Acting is strange. The, the characters don't exactly <clears throat> behave like they're eventually going to do. Parks and Rec absolutely worth watching. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, someone's talking about not seeing ever seeing that. Uh, oh, Parks and Rec is definitely worth saying. Yeah. Uh, um, I've never seen. Uh, oh, I've seen the pilot episode of West Wing, and I need to go back and oh. just watch it. Yeah, I've watched yeah. enough for. Wasn't because I didn't enjoy it, but yeah. uh, five times through that series, I'd do it a sixth. I'd do it a sixth. I yeah. would. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, well, well done, everybody. Thanks for that email. Send those emails to themorningstream at gmail dot com, and we'll read them right here on the show. Okay, we have to do news. It's the news, and it's brought to you by... The third Halloween with no candy. That's right. Not since 2019. Cleaning up eggs off your house or toilet paper (laughs) out of your trees, Scott? I mean... Well, we gave away candy, and of course, Kim, you know, went all out and did full candy bars because she's a psycho and all that. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. But I didn't eat any for the third year. The third year in a row. Which is saying something, because I used to... So humble brag comes in fun size, is what you're saying. (laughs) I just can't. I'll end up spiking, and then I got problems. So I just well, and you know what helps you know. though the fact that she gets the full size. Because if Tina were to get full size, you know, when we when we are here to give out candy, yeah. I'd look at that and say, oh, I definitely can't have that. It's the fact that it's like little fun size ones. It's like, oh, well, one of those won't hurt me, mm-hmm. or two of those won't hurt me, or yeah. three, or whatever. Even though they're like, you know, <laughs> one big candy bar is what like three tiny size ones or whatever it is. So you're kind right, of eating exactly. the, you're kind of eating the yes. equivalent size, yeah. Um, <laughs> what's funny here is I don't know if it's funny. It's kind of sucks actually, but we had um, we had two Halloweens basically because when Halloween's on a Sunday, there's the more churchy folk don't want to have their kids on Sunday going around door to door, so they mm-hmm. they they kind of force a Saturday. It, it, so the, enough people do it on Saturday now when it lands on a Sunday. So we were at the door doing it on Saturday and it was a fair amount. And then back to the door on Sunday, again, a fair amount. 
So you got like the 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 wow. <laughs> the secular and the religious deciding which day they're going to have their kids go do Halloween, and so we ended up wow. doing two nights of it. Yeah, it was crazy. We never had any trick or treaters on Saturday, so I wonder if that is just more prominent in Utah. Oh, I which think so. Would make sense. Yeah. Well, it yeah. would have to. Again, Halloween has to be that one of those years where it lands on a Sunday. That's the only time it happens. Right. Right. And then when it does, they it's mm-hmm. usually the day prior. Yeah, uh, and it's probably like agreed upon neighborhoods where that are that are discussed on next door yeah all right we're gonna be doing the saturday thing so yeah. everybody there is a bit of that also they'll or they'll schedule like a trunk or treat a, a yeah. few days right. ahead or something like that and mm-hmm. and then there was like <laughs> there was this chatter people i don't know what's wrong with people but i was <laughs> i actually look i'd look at next door once in a while because ours is really boring oh, it's know. mostly just people helping each other it's not a big deal yeah. but this time it yeah. was like hey california people who want to have the Halloween on Sunday night? You can't change us. Don't think you can come here and, and change us. I'm like, who? what are you even saying? <laughs> what is this you're even doing? It is It is like uh, torches and pitchforks on next door, man. It is, uh, it's crazy. Yeah, I don't like it's, it. I don't like it. It's people who, who start out the conversation already at a level eight. Yep. And already at DEFCON 1. You yep. know, it's like there's... They're ready for the fight, and they've basically got their knives out. They're ready to, to start brawling on next door. Yeah. And it's on, an and open a conversation. Here's yeah. the thing. You're, the good neighbors don't yeah. use it. Right, because exactly. Because they probably don't even know it exists. They're too no. busy being good neighbors. So stop it. Quit using exactly. it for stuff. Lame. Exactly. Lame, lame. All right. <laughs> uh, Carter did an amazing thing. I see she's in the chat, so I'll mention her. Okay. Uh, she was Aang from The Last Airbender. Mm, she okay. actually shaved a oh. blue arrow into her hair. Wow, that's dedication to her craft. Very By the dedicated. Way, Last yeah. Avatar, Last Airbender, a series that everybody else in the world has seen but me. <laughs> oh, see, there's one that you. It's a great one. You should watch that. It's awesome. I probably should. Yeah, I've I love never that seen show. A single episode. Uh, so she's got, you know, she's got this big blue arrow. It's all dyed in there. It's blue. And rest of her head shaved, and then uh, her dog Ripley. She dressed up like Appa, the the big giant flying dog in that show, mm-hmm. which you probably okay. have seen, even though you haven't I've seen, seen photos of it. Yeah, and I saw yeah. I saw photos in uh, on Twitter or, or uh, Facebook or whatever. And yeah, uh, it was yeah. awesome. The dog did not love it, but she got used to it. <laughs> it was fine. Anyway, that okay. was really great. We had a good time. Cool. Uh, I just saw she was in here, so I just wanted to give her a little, yeah. give her a little exposure, yeah. Sh- shoot a little light in her direction. She loves, she Please loves do. it when I call her out. Well, she's deserving of light. There you go. Uh, let's get to these news stories here. Oh, before I do, I can't believe I forgot yeah. to tell you this. Okay, <laughs> I put a video up on Twitter about it, but I want to mention it again because this is perfect show content. All right, L- yesterday Kim and I are raking leaves. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's time. It was going to rain, and it did overnight. Uh. So we're out in the front yard and we're just getting all the leaves, the final layer of leaves done that look like the trees are about done now. So we're just, you know, this is what we think is the final layer. So we're scooping them all up. And as we're doing it, we got a cable box slash power box thing, the green thing that sits out in front of people's yards. You know, the ones. Mm -hmm. Yep. And it's a little sticking up out of the ground uh, uh, monolith. Yeah. You know, we don't have monkeys dancing around like 2001. Exactly. It's a little Mm -hmm. green uh, utility penis or whatever it is. All right. Just sticking there. (laughs) So we're, we're scooching around there and Kim sees, she goes, oh my gosh. And I go, what's the matter? And she goes, someone hid their full dog poo bag back behind this 
tail behind it. I thought you were going to say in it. No, 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 no. <laughs> like right behind it, so it's hidden from the in from it. the sidewalk. Oh, seriously. So okay. we go around and we look, and there's a purple bag, all t- <sighs> tied up and everything, relatively fresh, big loaded dog dump in this bag, and it got me to thinking. Lay well, as irritated. That's the kind of thing you'd go to next door for, <laughs> right? Yes, for sure. Yeah, I would absolutely put this on next door. Yeah, um, yeah. but it was it was uh, somebody had the had a bag and bagged mm-hmm. their poop at some point in their journey, but then decided ah, I'm too lazy to take it to that drop off over there or that can over there. I'm just gonna hide it behind this guy's cable box. What the frick? <laughs> What a jack and ape. Yeah. Man, you know, I'm all for if you're going to walk your dog and they poop at the very beginning of the trip and you don't have something, a, a place to throw it away along the trip. I'm all for put it on the side of the sidewalk as long as you are coming back that way and you'll pick it up on your way back and, and throw it in your own trash can. Totally, yeah. totally for that. Totally. Like that can sit there for 15, 20 minutes or whatever, however long it takes you to walk your dog. But to hide it in the back, they had no, you could tell, no intention. Of None. Back. None. So I had to like take it, put it in my can, you know, make sure it's not going to, you know, rip open and make my life worse. Like, it's not my poo. It's not my poo. Somebody else's poo. Not my problem to deal with. Yeah, that's exactly right. So I'm really annoyed by it. Um, Darth Marquis says, or asks, or Darth Marcus says, uh, what were you trying to blur out in the video? So in the video, I found this app that lets you blur stuff. Oh, really? Yeah, because I had my street address on the thing and I didn't know it. Uh, uh-huh. When I first took the video, so I'm like, oh, I can't put that up. So I got this app, and it lets you just put a little blur smear on things. And oh, cool! On Does it frames. follow it along? Like, if you say, "This is the thing I want you to cover up," it knows in later frames if it moves around. I wish of- it did. Although there's probably some that do. This one, the way it works is it's almost like keyframing in and like tweening in a weird way. So like uh-huh. you'll start with a blob, and then if the camera shifts and it and the blob is not going to be there, but the it, you know the image is going to shift over here. You can drag. You can go to another keyframe down the timeline and drag your blob. And now, if you go back and play it, the blob expands to cover it gotcha. as the video goes okay. on. Yeah, that's cool. That's it, a really cool way of doing it. Yeah, it is real weird. Anyway, Mikey BC14 says, "Coverable. Well, why is it a big deal to carry it for 15 to 20 minutes? Not arguing, but too many things can happen that may force you to go to another go another direction and forget to pick it up. And I say, yeah, this is true." If there's the chance of that, if you think, oh, I might come back a different way and I won't pick up the poop, uh, I agree. Take it with you. But for me, uh, leash goes in one hand, Pokemon Go goes in the other, uh, or whatever cell phone thing you're doing, whether it's you know chatting with friends or um, reading next door <laughs> or posting photos of poop on next door. Yeah, you probably want to have the leash in one hand and the uh, camera or your your phone in the other. Right, I agree. And also, yeah. just bring enough bags, you know. It's yeah, not hard exactly. to bring some We've, bags. For like four bucks on Amazon, you can get a little plastic black. It looks like a, a pill, mm-hmm. like a giant pill. And it's got a thing in there that you can just pull bags out. And it comes with, with about 30 refills that will last you a year at least. Oh my gosh, 30 is plenty. That's a lot. 30 is plenty. It's got a little plastic carabiner on it. And uh, uh, you just basically pull out a bag, put the poop in the bag. We're we're close to bins here, so really I take it with me. There's you know I won't I won't leave it anywhere. But um, we have bins all along the trail. Yeah, ours Earth too. Days. Like everywhere, there's a plenty of places for this guy to have taken his bag. I'm so annoyed mm-hmm. with him. Whoever he is, if you're listening, eat a poo. All right, exactly. 
Brian, here's our first news story. It's taken me long enough to get to it. Okay. All right. Get to uh, it. Crypto investors. Mm-hmm. Everyone's favorite dude bros of the moment. Um, are bidding <laughs> to touch a 1,784-pound tungsten cube once a year. So, okay. So, so this okay, is- so they want to... So wait, wait, only one person gets to touch it? They're bidding on who gets I, that benefit? I think they get to bid on who gets to do it. Uh, so here's I don't a- have any questions. This all This all makes total sense, and I don't feel like I need any more information about this. It's completely... It's very well. Very okay, odd. you know what? For everybody else, let's go ahead and let's go ahead and put some more information. All right. Well, here's some here's some context. Uh, in the latest phase of the quest to turn everything in into an NFT, uh, crypto traders are now bidding to digitally own a 1,784 pound cube of tungsten in Willowbrook, Illinois. According to the terms of the sale, they will have the receipt posted to the blockchain for pros- uh, posterity. Uh, the owner uh, can have one supervised visit to the cube per year to touch it or photograph it. All right. <laughs> okay. Over the last two weeks, a joke <laughs> fired off by uh, Coin Center's Niger Niraj Arjwawi. Yeah, I think it's I think it's Agrawal. <laughs> I thought that L was an I. <laughs> I think uh, that's I think it's pronounced uh, pronounced Joe Smith. But yeah. uh, go keep going. Pretty close. Pretty close. <laughs> Uh, Sissy, it was about a non-existent tungsten shortage uh, thanks to crypto <laughs> traders buying cubes of tungsten due to a meme actually caused one of for, uh, one for a Midwest tungsten service. The Illinois manufacturer actually creates small cubes of tungsten, and the tweet caused 300% increase in sales uh, that depleted the company's stock on Amazon, according to Coindesk. Uh, okay. the, bottom line, <clears throat> the bottom line is... <clears throat> They're all super uh, freaked out over this because of a meme and a tweet. Yeah, and that's all it takes now for right, these weird right. ass markets to shift around and people I, to get crypto weird. Crypto bros, there's going to be no tungsten if you don't hurry up. You got this last one. You're going to be able to touch it. <laughs> I find it so annoying. Oh, it is all it's, of it. Uh, I find all yes. of it so annoying. There's going to you know come what a all day. All these sto- stories do, though. They always remind me to go check my uh, my very very small investment in cryptocurrency and my hundred dollars of um, of uh, Bitcoin is now three hundred dollars mm-hmm. currently. I'm sure it'll drop down to fifty bucks and go up to forty. It'll go 4, all over the place and yeah. whatever. Yeah, it'll go all yeah, over the whatever. place. That's what happens. It probably won't go up to four thousand, but it'll. <laughs> But like in my case, like here's what I believe as someone who creates art that could potentially be NFTs. Oh, the NFT stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Here's what I believe about the future of it. I think there will be some future in some form where you will be able to easily and simply purchase uh, NFTs or purchase digital concepts, art, whatever it is. And you'll own it, and it'll be all above board and across the board, easy to do, and no, no one, you know, it's like buying anything. You want to collect a yeah. poster, great, that's easy to do today. Do you want to collect a, a digital version of a poster? That's a thing that will happen in the future. But we got to get to a place where it's not mired down in six hundred and fifty pounds of goo and bullshit. <laughs> it's so right. crappy exactly. right now, and so full of scams. Like, like there was some um, something the other day, some major trader had said look at this stuff selling off like crazy get in here this is a crazy nft sale and then two days later it was over 
and then somebody looked at the transaction and the blockchain, the the guy had initiated the runoff by mm-hmm. selling, or no, what did he do? He dumped it somehow and then re-added it back to his shit like a day later. So it was all a stunt just to get people right. going. Yeah. And it's just all, that stuff has to of stop course. before I take any of this shit seriously. I just cannot do it, dude. I can't do yeah. it. Yeah. I'll get there. I'm saying they'll get there. I really, truly you know, believe it's, it gets it's a, there. It's the but thing it's that's now. kind of ruined by the people who are involved with it right now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like that. And yeah. it always is. Like, you go back to other times in internet history when people were wary, okay? Let's say it yeah. was, I don't know, using your credit card for the first time on the internet. Those were, that was a wary thing. You weren't sure mm-hmm. about it. Yeah. And part of the reason you weren't is because it was rife with, uh, bullshit security issues and and, scams yeah Yeah, it was scammy and it it had all kinds of problems and security issues and none of that had been solved yet it takes time for that stuff to suss itself out now it is absolutely a no-brainer to use your card in many ways on the internet to buy things all the time commerce works there it works better than anywhere else in fact it's (laughs) almost the primary way i do any kind of commerce now like that would have been unheard of if you just said this to me in like 2000 i would have gone what no way forget it so i understand that these things evolve and change. And I fully believe that this stuff will too. But right now it's in that mired stage of just gross, uh, scam, messy, weird. Mm-hmm. It's just too weird. Mm-hmm. Like until, until the day comes where you can go to a website and not worry about how much Ethereum you have. Just go to a website and say, yeah, I'm going to buy that for 10 bucks. I'm going to buy that for a $500, whatever it is. And you just do it transparently with whatever currency and whatever country you live in and it's all handled, you know, uh, securely and it's done and you're done. It's just, that's, that's it. That's when it'll, that's when I will go, all right, let's open it up. Let's get some NFTs going because right now it feels skeezy to be involved. It does. It totally is. Super skeezy. All right. Moving on. Well, that was news. That was news and commentary. It was. It was uh, an op-ed piece, and uh, <laughs> we're like a whole paper. We got a whole operation going here. We got sports and uh, some kind of weather thing and a chart. Right. Yeah. Oh. Do I need to talk about Monday Night Football and what happened? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well. Oh, yeah. hey, the game you bet on, you you ended up losing that game. Well, um, your your oh, uh, Broncos I? won, didn't the Broncos win? I bet on the Broncos this week to win, and they won. Oh, I thought you. Wait, who did you? Last week I bet on the Broncos to lose, and they lost. <laughs> What am I thinking of? Uh, might have been Packers. I think I bet. I think I said the Packers weren't going to cover the spread, and they very much covered the spread. Oh, that's what it was. It was Packers. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Do you have any remorse about that, or is everything fine? No, feel no, okay? it, it happens. Okay. <laughs> and I should know better. Listen, my next door neighbor would say this without any hesitation. Brian, you should know better than to bet against the Packers. Yeah, that is, I mean, you yeah. know, time will tell. I don't tell him. I tell him I'm always rooting for the Packers because I am always rooting for the Packers, even when I'm betting against them. But uh, uh, but I am always rooting for the Packers, and, and I just need to put my money where my heart is. Oh, your heart. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> final story. Uh, Scorpions, not the band. Okay. Oh, darn it. I was hoping it was a rock like a hurricane story. Don't get excited about double neck guitars for a second and a mustache. I love that guy. Their guitarist is yeah. great. Yeah. He always looks so dumb. I love him. Uh, Scorpions found in a package delivered to Joy Wave drummer in Rochester. A shocking afternoon for a local man who found scorpions. Yes, literal live scorpions. Not the scorpions performing live, but live scorpions. Inside a package which arrived days ago. 
<clears throat> and the plot thickens. That man is also the drummer for the internationally renowned and locally based rock band Joy Wave. Do you know them? You heard of them? I don't know them, no. I've heard the name, but uh, don't know anything about... I, I was just looking in my library to see if I have any Joy Wave songs. And uh, if they've done covers, I don't have them. And if they've been covered, I don't have it. Yeah. So. Well, there you have it. Uh, yeah. Joy Wave. Never heard of them myself, but maybe they're big. Um, he says, at first... Uh, I thought it was a, a, a tick or something. I mean, they were really small, says Paul Brenner, Joy Wave drummer. They're really packaged. small. If you confuse a scorpion for a tick, yeah. holy cow. Yeah, exactly. The package sat quietly on his floor all weekend. When he got back on Monday, he opened it and found something he didn't order. That's when I realized, no, that's a scorpion, he says. That's when my shirt, sorry, that's when my shirt left my hands and went into the box. <laughs> So I'm guessing that, and I'm trying to, I was looking back to see if, did we miss it? But apparently he bought a shirt. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And and in with the shirt was, were uh, scorpions. Yeah, they don't make that clear in the article. They really don't, no. They ordered, basically he ordered a shirt. It sounded like he ordered a box of scorpions. (laughs) Yeah, and it came with a shirt. We said we didn't want any scorpions. (laughs) But imagine that. Like, if you ordered, like, a, I don't know, one of your cool shirts you're wearing right now, and, and, and it showed yeah. up, and it had a bunch of scorpions in there. What would you do? Oh, look at the size of that thing. All right. That is, I don't know, uh, eyesight-wise, Joywave must must really be doing something to your eyesight, because that's mm. clearly a scorpion and not a uh, tick. Yeah. Not into it, I like it, that man. it's out in the rain. Yeah. Someone left the scorpion out in the rain. <laughs> And it's on the shirt I purchased, and that shirt's not coming in my house. Wow. Listen, we got a whole song. Keep I don't like it anymore. That's all you got? Oh. <laughs> that's all. That's, that's really all good. Yeah. I was waiting for, yeah. the, for the third stanza. And I'll never buy from that internet company again. See? See, there's oh, more. Oh, no. Oh, no. And then yeah. that's the end. Uh, let's do this quick story about a Colorado hiker because we got a Colorado connection Colorado here. Colorado connection. Yeah. Uh, you had a, you had a hiker out there. You may have heard of this. Lost for 24 hours, ignored rescuers calls because the hiker didn't recognize the number on his phone that kept calling him. This is a gen, uh, uh, this is a gen X down to Z problem. <laughs> only, I'm telling you only baby boomers, only people age 65 and older actually answer phones right the, re- the rest true. of us unless it's my wife or someone i know we go eh, we'll let that go i don't to, know that number yeah, yeah they can exactly. text me like we don't use phones for phones anymore we don't and so it's especially true of disease and the millennials i believe um but anyway here's how it went colorado hiker uh, wandered off the trail got a, <laughs> and got lost ignored repeated phone calls from rescuers because the hiker didn't recognize the number <laughs> Uh, the person hiking or started hiking uh, Mount Elbert. Do you know where that is? Totally do. Yeah, Mount Elbert was where we had outdoor lab when we were sixth graders. Oh, very nice. Yes. Uh, this is south of from the South Trailhead, October eighteenth. It's been a little bit. Uh, this is the hiker did not uh, return by evening, so five LS or LCSAR. That would be. What would that be? Uh, local Colorado Search and Rescue, or or something Search and oh, Rescue, something Colorado Search and Rescue, Lake County, Lake County Search and Rescue. Oh, there you go. Okay, uh, members searched for the hiker until early in the next morning, but were unsuccessful. The missing hiker finally showed up at the place of lo- or their place of lodging around nine thirty a.m., and the search was called off. 
Uh, the hiker told officials he had wandered off the trail around midnight and could not find their way back. Said that they spent the night uh, researching, or sorry, searching for the trail, uh, and once located, bounced onto a different trail or bounced around onto different trails, uh, trying to uh, to locate proper a proper trail head. I guess that's how that worked. Anyway, never realized the rescue team was looking for him because he ignored the phone calls. Yeah, well, I mean, he didn't feel like he was so lost that he needed to en- enlist help. He was just like, oh, well, wandered off the trail. Uh, let's see if it's this trail. Nope, it's not this one. All right, let's, let's see if it's this trail. Nope. Why didn't he I call mean, out if he was ignoring exactly, calls? Exactly, if he was, well, because he didn't feel like he was that lost. It was really more like like uh, the people calling are are bitching about him not answering the phones rather than him saying, oh, well, I was lost. Why did you call me? Yeah. <laughs> How come he, didn't? he didn't feel like he was lost. He didn't feel like he was lost to the point where he needed help. Well, we've solved it all, and that's your news. That's all the news she wrote. Uh, we'll come back in a minute uh, with uh, Bill and Bobby. Oh, yeah. little yeah. change on the Tuesday schedule. We'll get to that in a minute. Wait a minute. I know. Weird, Bill right? and Bobby on Tuesdays? Bill what? and Bobby. I mean, I'll tell people now. Basically, uh, it came down to this. Jury told me that he's got so much stuff going on right now. He's got so many projects in the hopper. He needs some focus time, and he's going to have to drop, kind of step away from extra stuff for a while. Yeah, and we're we're, we're we're extra extra stuff. stuff. Yep. So we're a little bit of that. I told him, no problem. The seat's always there for you if you want it. Uh, Just let me know. For now, I'm going to shuffle some people around. We're not going to, you know, replace you. Uh, so we've 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 pushed some people around. So meet our meet our replacements, Bill and Bobby. Yeah, Bill and Bobby. <laughs> so Bobby's going to move to Tuesdays, or Bill rather, going to move to Tuesdays. Bobby, who was usually three times a month on Thursdays, will now be uh, every week with a science segment on thir- on yeah. on two tu- uh, yeah on Tuesdays mm-hmm. for now. And uh, uh, Stephen will have Mondays all to himself. So uh, that's how we and worked when juries is uh, you know when he's got some of these projects wrapped up and he's able to come back then he will come back. Yeah, he's all he's all yeah. good and he made that very he wanted to make that extremely clear. This has nothing to do with the show or or anything else. He's just got stuff he needs to focus on and is you know give all his brain power to, which I totally get. Man, I mm-hmm. I'm, mm-hmm. I go through that all the freaking time. You wouldn't believe yeah. how many days where I'm like I'm gonna chuck these two things. I'm getting rid of them. I'm not gonna yeah. do them, and then I don't, and then I might and then i don't like he's just better like well, back when he canceled uh when he canceled uh unfriend me uh-huh. um nobody was happy about that out you know listeners weren't happy about it but it was absolutely the right thing he needed to do at the time for what he was working on like he needed yeah. that time and he knew it was the right choice he's better at that <laughs> than i, I know am. i know stuff- i've done it a couple times pokemon go podcast i left just like i can't it's too much time. Can't do this anymore. The uh, um, uh, Marvel gaming podcast, I believe. It's like, yeah, you know what? You guys are. You guys have got this. I don't have the time. Take it and, and run with it. Yeah. So that's that's what we're doing. We're filling it with Bobby and uh, Bill. So that'll be after this break. That's right. Hey, Brian, that's we right. need music and, though to make a break. And so. uh, just a little tease. Yeah. Tomorrow, uh, don't feel like we're going to be high and dry with uh, recommendals either. So we'll we'll talk about that tomorrow. Oh, right. Because Nicole's a- now got that job at the school, but. Who will That's be right. here? We have somebody hmm. stepping in, and hmm. uh, we'll find out all about that tomorrow. Yeah, we will. Okay, now let's play a song. Okay, let's go to New York. New York City, specifically, and uh, a band called Imaginary People. Um, man, if you like Brian Ferry, Roxy Music, you're going to love this. Also, bands, if, uh, if you're fans of uh, Moving Units, Future Islands, or Interpol, um, you're going to like this as well. Clarion Call Media sent this one over to me. 
And they've got a brand new album called Alibi coming out spring 2022. It's a New York City band called Imaginary People. Here is their song, Soft Token.
My dogs love Jiminy's. I think your dogs will too. When I say dogs, I got multiple dogs. They're hard to please. They just want to screw around all day and play and stuff. But when it comes time to eat or snack, I choose Jiminy's. Did you know feeding your dog with dog foods made from cricket protein uses less land and water to produce and it drastically eliminates greenhouse gas emissions compared to traditional animal protein food for dogs? Well, it's true. I'd like you to meet Jiminy's, nutritious and sustainable food and treats for your dogs made from cricket protein and other delicious plant-based ingredients like sweet potatoes, oats, peanut butter, and flax. What dog doesn't love peanut butter, I ask? They all love it. Anyway, I'm big on this uh, this environmental impact stuff because it's always shocking to hear how much water gets used to make stuff. Uh, insect protein. I mean, it may not sound good to you, but it's a very sustainable protein source. Better land use and feed conversion support this. And uh, in addition, less water and almost no greenhouse gases. One five-ounce bag of Jiminy's treats saves 220 gallons of water. What? Versus traditional animal protein types. And if you have an average-sized dog switching from chicken-based diet to an insect-based diet, well, that saves about 480,000 gallons of water per year. Whoo! That's got to be enough for you. It is enough for me. And uh, it's really good for food-sensitive dogs with allergies. Insect protein is considered a hypoallergenic food. And, uh, you know, beef, chicken, and lamb, soy, even fish are often the ingredients that dogs end up having allergies triggered by. I don't know if I mean, mine does. I'm sure, I'm sure yours might too. Especially these pure breeds, man. They mess, they're messed up with that stuff. Insect protein is an alternative protein for dogs. And, you know, dogs have not been exhibiting allergies to this protein, which is nice. In fact, veterinarians are already using Jiminy's in elimination diets to determine food allergies in general. So, we've had nothing but great experience with Jiminy's. My dogs love their treats. And uh, they see me uh, open the little cam where I have them stored and they all freak out. I can't wait for them. Maybe your dogs will be like that too. To learn more and save 20% on your first purchase, go to Jiminy's.com slash TMS and use the code TMS20 at checkout. It's spelled J-I-M-I-N-Y-S jiminys.com slash tms and that code is tms20 do it today war on christmas a war on thanksgiving <laughs> this war on fun the war on straws the war on meat the war on dogs there is a war on parents the left's war on children it's a war on business a war on building a, a war on growth there is a war on hot dogs war on men war on cars war on appetizers war on christmas parties the war on the suburbs declaring war on cows war on soda there's now a war on styrofoam the war on cooking with gas war on toxic masculinity war on red hats war on knives that's right the only music you'll be playing is in the Galactic Prison Band. The Morning Stream. You're soaking in it. All right, we're back, everybody. That song, once again... And who says the news is sensationalist? Uh, that song again was Soft Token by the band Imaginary People from New York. They get a brand new album coming out spring 2022 called Alibi. And boy, that sounded just like Brian Ferry of Roxy Music. Yeah, it did. 
and I haven't even heard it. I, and, and you I haven't even heard it, it, and it did. Yeah, I don't. I, Wait till you hear it, and you'll say, "Oh my God, it did!" <laughs> I think you're totally right. Your bat cave's oh. open there, Bill. Check it out, everybody. It's Bill Duran joining us all the way from his headquarters there in the Pacific Northwest. Bill, welcome to the show. How are you? Hello. I hope everyone had a wonderful Halloween. Tried I to. The, uh, yeah. I think the Johnsons came out swinging. Yeah, we did all right. Some amazing costumes. Yeah, more this year than usual. I usually kind of, you know, not worry about it too much. It. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if I poo-poo of it. I just, <laughs> I just don't get. I don't know. It feels like it always took more time than I was ready for. In this case, it was like put on these three shirts and this hat. And you're right. good. <laughs> yeah, that's all it takes. Yeah, and it was yeah. fun. Dog I really, tags. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. Kim, of course, you know, plans way ahead and gets some oh, yeah. crazy thing going, and she always does that. But yeah, but it was Carter's uh, it was uh, Ang and Appa was top notch. It was pretty good, right? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah. We were uh, we loved it. I've got a, a clue as to what I dressed up as. You ready? Yeah. Oh, let's it. hear it. You hear that? No. No. Do no. it again. Sorry. It wasn't loud enough. I turned on my proton pack. Oh, oh, oh. cool. <laughs> <clears throat> I think I knew this because I saw you in a picture somewhere. Uh, oh, ghost yeah. smasher. Ghost, yeah. That's right. Ghost beater. Ghost beater. <laughs> Who are you going so, to beat? Uh, <laughs> I've been like, I've been in Ghostbusters mode for about a month now. Uh, getting stoked about the new movie. Yeah. Uh, and I and I cosplayed for the first time in over two years. I haven't like gone out and cosplayed since DragonCon 2019. Oh my gosh! Wow. Uh, yeah, we had a t- little convention here uh, called KingCon in uh, in Renton, Washington, and I uh, put on my whole getup, grab a proton pack, and uh, did some cosplaying. Just just went, saw friends, hung out, and I got to field test my proton pack. I hadn't used it in uh, out in the world yet. Yeah. And it is one of my very favorite toys. It uh, plays all the sounds. There's a switch. <laughs> there's a switch dedicated to playing the Ghostbusters theme song. <laughs> yeah. Did so, you, uh, yeah. Did you? I've been uh, in Ghostbusters mode, and uh, I wanted to talk about Ghostbusters props. Oh, okay. Let's do that. We yeah, we we yeah we went deep on that proton pack, but there's there's way more to that world. So let's do mm-hmm. it. What do you got? Yeah, so putting together your own um, Ghostbuster costume is actually pretty attainable. Uh, in fact, I have a video from a couple of years back covering like the flight suit uh, and most of the smaller stuff. Like you could you could just get the flight suit, get a patch with a name on it and a Ghostbusters patch, and like the belt, some boots, and you're a Ghostbuster. Like that, that's really all you need if you want to go super easy. Yeah, but there's also a ton of options. For the toys, and there are so many cool toys. Yeah. Uh, so Spirit Halloween, known for making cheap Halloween costumes. <laughs> yeah. They've been killing it. Their newer stuff, especially their licensed stuff, is really, really good. And they have a whole bunch of uh, Ghostbusters things that are pretty good, that are a great price. And if you want to update them, you can to make them a little more legit. Mm. Uh, so they have the gloves. Uh, they have a really good walkie-talkie. I still need to buy that. Um, way cheaper than trying to find the real walkie-talkie they used in the movie. Uh, there's the PKE meter, which I would say that's probably the one that looks the most like it's straight out of the movie. That's the little uh, uh, handheld the thing with the uh, the bunny hair. Yeah, okay. and it's animated. It has lights. The the little little um, the antenna move on it. Like it's it's crazy legit. Um, uh, they have a deluxe proton pack that's pretty good. Uh, they have a trap that's really good, and they have the ecto goggles. Uh, and all of these can be po- uh, modded and repainted to look a lot more legit. 
Uh, in fact, um, I have videos on the trap, the PK e-meter, and I'm currently working on a pair of ecto goggles. Nice. Nice. Yeah. I'm looking at their site right now. I didn't realize or I didn't realize they had such a presence like uh Oh yeah. I don't know. I mean, I always see the stores and I just thought, "Oh, okay, well that's that's some low rent bullshit there, you know." Mm-hmm. <laughs> like Yeah. The, like here's moving the, into an old Hobby Lobby or yep. the Circuit City or whatever. Yeah, and or you don't, the, the, just don't give them much The credit. Toys R Us in town here. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. But they've got a ton of stuff here. I'm I'm a little surprised and they've got licensed stuff from like Disney and yeah, um, and they're all pretty good. Again, and and again, now like, is the day to buy it, right? Like, they're still oh, yeah. open. They're just trying to sell off all their old merchandise. Yeah, now so they don't have to ship it back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. Because I assume their big time of year is right before Halloween, and then the rest of the year is what? Just regroup? <laughs> like, well, I don't know what even, they do. They're probably not even there 10 months out of the year, but... Uh, or they open in September and then probably close November 15th after they've sold as much of the remnants as they can. Yeah. Right, yeah. That sounds right. Anyway. So yeah, definitely if you're thinking about putting together a Ghostbusters suit, uh, outfit, that's the that's the way to go. Although the suit, I would buy, buy a real flight suit. Um you can get them on Amazon, they're not expensive and and it's exactly the same suit they use in the movie. Uh And then uh if you want, you can get patches. Actually, if you look on uh Etsy, mm. you can find people who will make a custom patch for you. Um, so you can get the Ghostbuster logo patch, yeah. and you can get a name patch. So you could, you know, you could be um, uh, uh, Vankman if you want. Uh, sure. But mine says Duran. I got a Duran. Oh, cool. You had a custom, yeah. Oh, that's cool. Uh, now the Proton Pack, like I said, you can get one at, at a Spirit Halloween. It's pretty good. It's not great. If you want a more legit proton pack and you don't want to spend crazy money, Hasbro is actually selling a ridiculously legit new pack for like four hundred bucks. Who's selling this? Uh, Hasbro. Hasbro. Hasbro, Really? All people. Weird. Okay. Wow. So they have a uh, they have a a Spengler uh, Neutrona wand they've been selling for a while. That's really really nice. Actually, Adam did a video on it recently over on Tested. Uh, and they're they're kind of not really kickstarting, but they're 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 launching this uh, this proton pack, uh, and I think they they need seven thousand people to commit before they'll put it into production, and they're at like six thousand. So people should go buy this thing because it's amazing. I've been I feel like I've been hard selling this to people all weekend. I got a friend to buy it, and I was leaning on Garrett Weinzer last night trying to get him to buy one. <laughs> oh, you totally should do that. Someone oh, someone right. convinced oh, him to play Final Fantasy, so they they yeah. uh, we're clearly we're making inroads with Garrett. We got to keep pushing. Yeah, this looks amazing. Like it's got the um, you know wear and tear on it, and. Uh, Wow. Okay, that yeah. is really impressive. I mean, it's it is four hundred bucks. Yeah. Well, I'm here to tell uh, you, uh, if I didn't already have my own proton pack that I made, uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, I would buy this in a heartbeat. Yeah. Uh, now, a few caveats. Um, it does not have the straps to attach it to your back. You'll have to buy an Alice frame. Uh, there are about fifty bucks on Amazon. What's okay. an Alice and frame? You just bolt it to the back of your thing. What does that mean? Uh, like a it, oh, it's like the part of the backpack that holds it it's the structure it's like the yeah it's a metal frame that attaches to the proton pack and it's got straps attached to it so you can wear it on your back so you have to get that if you want to wear it if you don't want to wear your proton pack you can just buy this thing and chuck it on the wall and it'll look amazing yeah uh the wand uh hasbro also sells one of those it's a 180 bucks i think again a little pricey but it looks really 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 good 
So all told, you're in like 650 bucks to get a full-on Proton Pack that you can wear. And I'm here to tell you, you cannot get a Proton Pack for even close to that if you try and put it mm. together yourself or if you try and get commission someone on the internet to make one, yeah. which you can, but it's going to cost a lot more than 650 bucks. So I, I'm kind of stoked for everyone who's going to be able to get a really good Proton Pack for what I would consider a really good price. Yeah, that's pretty good. Uh, yeah. And you would probably... You know, even if you got this one, you would be doing some of your own custom work on it, right? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. sure. That's just the deal uh, with you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's just how I roll. <laughs> so, uh, anyway, one of my favorite things about the Ghostbuster outfit as a costume is just how modular it is. Like I said, my specific outfit is is not a Spangler or a Venkman. It's just me as a Ghostbuster, right? Mm-hmm. Right. So, I, like I said, I have my Duran patch that on there. Um, and that there, there's this weird leg tube on the costumes that I don't know what it's for. And it's annoying to walk around with this tube stuck to your leg. Yeah. So mine doesn't have that. I just <laughs> took it off and I put a patch on my leg where the tube connected to imply that maybe mine fell off. Sure. Uh, which is great. And, and you'll see people um, at conventions who do their own like custom Ghostbuster outfit sort of thing. Uh, there are there are many local Ghostbuster costuming groups all over the world, and they frequently have like their own style and flair to kind of like bring some local um, color into their their Ghostbuster outfit. As if there are different Ghostbuster franchises all around the world, which that makes me feel so excited that people mm-hmm. do that. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty cool. I um. But that movie comes out when? I'm pretty excited for that. November 19th. Okay. Two weeks? Three weeks. Are oh, you, well, uh, I, I mean, the little kid in you is probably losing its mind, right? You're, you're pretty stoked about this. Cause this I'm seems- really excited. I watched Ghostbusters 1 on Halloween and Ghostbusters 2 last night, and I am so ready. Well, the game, the, sh- the movie looks like, a you know, like they're being uh, faithful a here. A love letter to the fans, yeah. Yeah, not only All that, right. it's like, hey, the son of the director is making it, and, the and you know, uh, the dad did some consulting around this and like, you know, it feels legit. Like there's a, a family line of ghostbustering happening. And also the end of that trailer has me all kinds of interested in who, oh, yeah. who might show up. So yeah, I hope they can get it right. I'm pretty excited about it. Uh, looking forward Everything to it. I've heard from people who worked on it, uh, are, it's very, very optimistic. That's yeah. good. Optimism is something we lack sorely in our community. So why not now? <laughs> right. Uh, excellent. Uh, Bill, uh, that and so much more can be found at uh, punishprops.com. Mm-hmm. You can see all sorts of uh, archive videos dealing with stuff you've done uh, around and in the world of Ghostbusters. And I'm guessing after the movie hits, you'll probably have some new ideas, which will always be fun to watch. Probably, yes. Yeah, yeah. pretty much a guarantee. Uh, before you go, you got a little uh, bonusy business for us? I do. So this is a video from uh, some friends of mine in the Northwest. The YouTube channel is Ghostbusters Northwest, and the video is How a Proton Pack Works. Oh, that's cool. So it's like a infographic-y looking video. It's really sharp. <laughs> really cool. <laughs> Super good animation. They have a handful of videos out, um, a couple more like how the trap works, how the ecto-containment system works. And uh, like I said, th- this is like uh, the Northwest chapter of the ghostbusters in fact i've got a ghostbusters northwest patch i need to put on my my flight suit nice yeah. oh look at this they these guys did a real nice yeah thing. that's my buddy's proton really pack cool. it is far more legit than mine uh oh. but it was about that's that's a two thousand dollar proton pack for for 
perspective. Yeah. That proton yeah. pack looks like it's going to cause skin irritation and, and like mm-hmm. possible mortal danger to you. Like that's how real that thing looks. Oh right. yeah. That's awesome. All so right. I, I implore folks go check out, if you're into Ghostbusters, check out Ghostbusters Northwest. They have those fun infographic uh, videos and they have uh, some skits they've done. And I was talking to the, the um, art director and I may end up showing up in some of these videos because I got a proton pack. So no. we'll, we'll see how that goes. Nice. Ain't nobody going to balk at that. That's fantastic. All right. Bill Duran, everybody. He is Punish Props uh, over there at PunishProps.com. Of course, the YouTube channel. And as always, you can find him at Chinbeard on Twitter. Bill, have a great day. You too. See ya. Bye now. Uh, I don't know why I had to burp, but I did. <laughs> That's fine. Do it. If you have to, better out than in. Is, better is, out uh, than in. That, yeah. Yeah. That's what I say. Unless it's your bag of poo you hid behind my thumb. <laughs> then less in. Oh, well, there is that. Yes. All right. Uh, trying to get used to what I'm doing now. Oh, yeah. Bobby. Bobby time. Bobby. Bringing in Bobby. A little little Bobby. early week science, man. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. We're going to have some fun here with uh, Bobby. I may even have a new thing for him. Check this out. Science. Hey, look who it is. <laughs> it's, it's Bobby wow. Frankenberger. Just enough where Thomas Dolby's not going to come after us. Exactly. I, had to, I actually thought of that. I'm like, how much of this can I play and get away with? Right. Can I have him say, blinded me with anything? Probably not. Probably not. So I didn't do you it. You could have Angus, uh, Dr. Angus, I can't remember his last name, but the guy goes, science. Yeah, science. Good heavens, Miss Yakamoto. You're beautiful. Now, here's the weird bit. Bobby is sitting here looking just like normal Bobby, but I know yeah. that he just got done with like a massive run. <laughs> oh, really? Bobby, how did yeah, it go? Yeah, I just, um, I just ran, uh, I'm, I'm, my hair's still wet from the shower. I just ran 18 miles. Whoa, oh, man. Look at you. Look at you. Are you full of energy? Wow. Do you got like a... I, I am. I've sat down long enough that my legs are not on fire anymore. Um. <laughs> I mean, I've done that, just not all at once. Yeah. Yeah, right. Well, <laughs> over the course of 52 years, I've run 18 miles. And... Yeah. I'm getting towards the end of my marathon training. It's on December 11th is the marathon. And so this Very is cool. the second longest training run that I will do in two weeks. Mm. I'll be doing a 20-mile run. Good Lord. Nice. What on got Tuesdays it? What, are what, my long runs. What got so it? Twenty six point two. Twenty six point two miles. Right? Is the yeah, is the yeah. full length? Yeah. What got into you with this whole thing? I mean, what is it about running that's like grabbed you so much lately? Well, I accidentally kind of fell in love with running because I used to, I used to be um, overweight, and so I was looking for ways to lose weight, and I used to hate running because I also used to smoke. Hmm. Then I quit mm. smoking. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, uh, and so I was like doing my sciency research that I always do. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what's the most efficient way to lose weight? And, um, <laughs> and it was running and swimming and I didn't have a pool. So running it was. And so I was doing it just to lose weight. And then I realized like everyone always says you, there's all these endorphins that pump through your body when you go on runs. And I just kind of fell in love with it. And, um, and so in back of my mind, it's always been, I'd like to do a marathon one day. I wonder if I could do that. But then we had, you know, I've got kids at home. I'm a stay at home dad. So it's hard to fit training for, cause I don't know if you know, but training for a marathon takes a lot of work. <laughs> sure. It's, yeah. um, it takes up a I lot would, of time. I would yeah. guess. 
<laughs> I would yeah. assume so. Yeah. 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 But um, so I, I finally did it. Both the kids are in school this year, so I have days that I can go and do it. And so I decided to do it. That's awesome. It's been quite That's a journey cool. so far. That's I'm really cool. When did it kick in for you that you actually went, oh, I actually do like running? Like, was there a moment where you like mile five of something and went, oh, this feels all right. And then you were hooked or what? Because <laughs> it never works for me. It's confusing. It, it's not a bad question because it's kind of confusing because I stuck with it for so long, I think at the beginning, because it, I saw the weight loss results so dramatically. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and so for a while, I know that that's why I stuck with it. But then there was a, there was a time when I was getting, you know, like, like, to, to periods of times where I where I would take a break from running and I I noticed uh, physical and emotional you know like missing it you know it really is a great stress reliever and being home with kids all day you kind of want that yeah. um, so I think yeah. that's what it is yeah. just eventually I realized oh I guess I kind of I kept wanting to get back to it whenever i would take a break so it was kind of like well i guess that means i must like doing yeah you must like it it's like playing (laughs) wow or something you're like i gotta keep playing this is great uh well i'm uh happy to hear that i need i wish running and i got along better but uh maybe you'll inspire me i don't know (laughs) hey uh so here's what we're doing we're doing science on tuesdays now and uh we're yeah i was thinking is this like do i have like a residency now can we think call it that if you want please call it that it would make me sure you're a resident if you need to put that on your uh, resume (laughs) then uh, yeah because i because i don't have the week off it's like every week now yeah that's true well yeah but uh, you know, like Britney Spears, we might uh, replace you with Holly from the uh, uh, Girls Next Door Playboy Mansion deal. That's yeah, right. And I'd prefer not to have um, like a conservatorship or anything. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, we we now run everything about you. I don't know if we told you that part. Yeah, but, um, exactly. Sorry. Yeah, we sorry. basically own you at this point. So uh, mm-hmm. sorry, mm-hmm. but uh, hey, keep running though. Keep that running going. <laughs> Um, all right. So, Bobby, what is going on this week? I guess there was some some solar flare business or something happened, and you were like, hey, yeah. we should talk about that. What's going on? Yeah, that was the big science news last week. It was all over the place. People were taking pictures of Aurora Borealis and, and posting mm-hmm. them on Twitter and, and Facebook <sighs> and all over the place. And Yeah. And, uh, and so that was the big news. It was um, last week on October 28th, there was an X1 an X1 level solar flare was detected. <laughs> and that's actually um, the X category of solar flares are the highest level that they that they categorize them. And so it was a pretty strong solar flare that they detected and uh, and so they knew that because of that um, some few days later on the 30th that a we were going to get some geomagnetic storms. Whoa. Because, um, the, the, yeah. Brian and I are about <laughs> to watch Geostorm. What? Yeah, we're about to watch yeah. that for freaking Film exactly. Sack this weekend. So <laughs> this is amazing timing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it would have been uh, it would have been stronger, um, the geomagnetic storms, but it kind of like grazed the earth. It didn't hit us head on. Geomagnetic storms can be pretty devastating for our electrical infrastructure and everything but fortunately that kind of thing didn't happen and we just got a lot of beautiful auroras but i thought it would be cool to talk about um what a solar flare is what a coronal mass ejection is because they're not the same thing and solar flares did you know solar flares typically do not cause 
the Aurora, and that's what a lot of people oh, think. Oh, really? Oh, I thought it yeah, did. I'm glad you explained this because I thought it yeah. did. Yeah. Um, so, it yeah. kind of in a in a in an offhand like like uh, the it, it caused solar flares caused the thing that caused the Aurora. Okay. Oh, okay. Sometimes, so it's but not always. Anyway, we'll I'll get to that. You were about to say something, Brian. Oh yeah, no. I mean, just hearing about this one last week that um, they were saying as as far south as Raleigh, North Carolina, there was the potential of seeing it. It was completely yeah. overcast where we were, and we were really excited to potentially see it. I've never seen, I've never been anywhere where um, uh, I've been places where it's possible to see it, but mm-hmm. never at the time I was there. So yeah. would have been nice. Would have been cool to see it. But I saw anyway. one one time. I lived Did in you? northern Minnesota for a while, and I saw one one time when I was a teenager. It was pretty cool. Yeah. And I'm hearing um, it's it's um, misleading. Like when you see the videos of it like going, it's uh, that's a time lapse. Yeah, those are video over long periods of time. And so it's not like it's a it's a constantly moving thing. It's just like, you know, slowly <laughs> you changing it, green. It, it moves or, yeah. slowly. It's a lot of times it's not as it's not quite as bright as you see on videos yeah. either because, you mm-hmm. know, of uh, exposure and everything. They they brighten those up in the and you'll see the photos look amazing usually because because they take longer exposure photos to, sure. to really make the color and the light pop. But um, the cool thing about the Aurora, and this is why it's not moving so fast, is that the ribbons of light that you see are literally the, the magnetic field lines where they are coming into the Earth. Um, that's literally what you're seeing. That's just oh, wow. lighting up the magnetic field lines. Okay. So... Because, okay, so it starts with a solar flare. A solar flare is a burst of solar radiation. So the the sun is made of plasma, and plasma is uh, what makes a plasma a plasma is it's this gas with all these free electrons that are just like an electron soup freely moving between atoms, and it's, it's hydrogen and helium is mostly what's in the sun. And so all these electrons are just freely moving around very fast because the sun is super hot. Um, But you might know this, that electricity is, what electricity is, is the movement of electrons, right? Yeah, yeah, of course. Um, Mm -hmm. From one place to another. And so electricity and magnetism, the reason it's called the electromagnetic spectrum is because they're very, they're intertwined. They're almost the same thing, just like different properties of this one spectrum. And they are very closely linked. So when you have moving electrons moving all over the place, they create these wild magnetic fields on the sun. Sunspots are where, are where the, the magnetic field loops are intersecting with the upper atmosphere of the sun that's what causes them to be dark spots and um and so what a solar flare is is because all these electrons are moving around so much the magnetic field lines are moving around a ton too and they can get they can get like twisted up and and kinked and tightly wound and sometimes like spun around in a helical uh, like a spring almost and when all, all this movement happens, sometimes they get twisted around each other, and then they have to realign, and they'll snap. Yeah, um, pop apart and do the like. realignment. Yeah, and that's what the flare is—is is the snapping of the magnetic field lines. The reason we see it is because it kicks off a bunch of photons and and causes a, a bunch of radiation to shoot away from the sun when that snaps. Because again, uh. 
the the magnetic field will take because it's connected to electrons and photons and everything it'll take a lot of that stuff with it it'll pull it and how big launch of a, it into space how big of a of a flare would there have to be to pose a threat to the solar system like to us or just to any of the planets like is mercury at any given time just ready to get zapped by a giant flare that's close enough that it just <laughs> Mercury is getting bombarded by always. radiation all, yeah. all the time anyway yeah. um, because it has no atmosphere. Earth is typically not really in a lot of danger mm. from solar flares uh, because of our atmosphere and our magnetic field. But the radiation that, that gets shot out from these solar flares, it travels at the speed of light. And that's one of the big differences between... Um, a solar flare and a coronal mass ejection, which I'm going to tell you about in a second. And it's also why you can't predict when the flares are going to hit us because, because it, (laughs) the flare itself travels at the speed of light. You don't know it until it's here. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, you can't see it until you see it. Um, (laughs) so, so what'll happen is, uh, the, the, the upper atmosphere, blocks a lot of the radiation that would come and most of it's in the form of x-rays from solar flares but having said that if you're if you have something that is outside of the atmosphere it's very much at risk from solar flares so satellites can can be disrupted by solar flares um astronauts that are in the space station are very much at risk from solar flares sure it's how you know it's how the fantastic four got their uh, powers in one uh, that's right. Yeah, that's an important, crazy, that was yeah. an important uh-huh. case study that NASA studied. The case of uh, Richards versus Richards versus Grimm versus Storm. Uh-huh, uh, yeah. Yeah. No, Some yeah. important case law went down that week. Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah, good stuff. But, uh, but we mo- that's one of the big reasons we monitor the sun is to, is to try and predict when solar flares are going to come. So I said we can't predict them. But that was not, that's not entirely true because we can see sunspots and we have like models for predict. But it's kind of like the weather, like it's solar weather, right? Like we can say, oh, we think it might happen sometime soon. And um, but it's not always super accurate. Yeah. But once a solar flare happens, one of the other things that it does is it shoots, especially if it's strong like this one that happened, it, it shoots with it a ton of matter from the from the atmosphere of the sun and that is called a it's from the corona of the sun which is the upper atmosphere and that's why it's called an, a, a coronal mass ejection or a cme it's it's shooting a bunch of that crap from so, the sun. so the sun is spreading corona is what you're saying that's what i'm hearing yes okay yes Got the it. sun is spreading its corona uh-huh. it's really it's been a nightmare trying to get the sun vaccinated um, <laughs> but as you can imagine, yeah. uh, they're thinking about yeah. using Bezos' ship because it's like a big injector penis. That'll get it. He's a little bit sharper on the end, though. Not yeah, quite yeah, so. yeah. It's a little too uh, well, uh, like a penis right now. <laughs> I'm with you. Um, so that stuff that gets shot from the sun from a strong solar flare—that's what happened, and that is what the cause of the aurora typically is because those materials that material will hit the earth and and be charged and be directed by the magnetic field lines down into the atmosphere and then it interacts with the atmosphere and just causes electrons to get excited and and start gl- glowing and and stuff like that so sure now, um, but you as a like an average person is never even going to know 
Right. You're never going to know a flare aimed aimed right at us, even a big one. We're not going to have phenomena on a personal level where we're like, oh, I can tell there's a flare today. Did you feel that? A solar flare just went through me. There are are dramatic effects (laughs) from strong solar flares that cause strong coronal mass ejections that actually hit the Earth. Um, Mm. There was a... I think it was 1989. There was a huge blackout in... I want to say Toronto okay. uh, because we got hit by a massive coronal mass ejection and their power grid was not prepared to handle. Because what will happen is all this stuff hits the the earth on one side, on yeah. the day side, right? Because that's the side that faces the sun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and it because it's getting hit by all this stuff, it actually compresses the magnetic field on that side. It gets kind of pushed because it's it's getting hit. You can imagine it like a big gust of wind because that's kind of what it is it's solar wind and then it compresses the um the magnetic field on that side but it moves past the earth and because these are charged particles from plasma it will drag the other side of the magnetic field away from the earth and you get this kind of uh like like long tail of the magnetic field now the reason that's important and why i'm explaining that is because as it gets pulled out Magnetic fields like to realign themselves. It'll snap back towards the Earth, and then it'll drag some of that stuff that was flying past it into the Earth at very high speed, and that's what causes geomagnetic storms, the realignment of the magnetic field and all this stuff. And when when magnetic fields shift on such a large scale, literally the power lines in the power grid will will have massive fluctuations of power because, again, electrons and magnetism they're interlinked so you start messing with the earth magnetic field then the electrons in power lines get shifted around Mm. on a large scale and if the power grid is not prepared for it it can cause um, transformers to explode it can overload the grid in different places Um, and that's what happened in Toronto nowadays power grids are like power companies are prepared for that and they have all sorts of things like like these like dumping zones where they can open up extra capacity in the power grid to pro- to protect it from these shifts that might happen and that's uh, we didn't see anything happen um this weekend when when all that happened and a lot of that is because the power companies are prepared for it and they can say okay this is going to happen the nasa's told us from their observations that this is about when it's going to hit so we're going to open all these things up and to be able to handle it. There was another one in the late 1800s. And this is crazy to think that we, that all this happened at that time. But um, at the late 1800s is one of the first coronal mass ejections that we ever noticed because that's when um, telegraph lines uh, oh, were, were around. Yeah. Hmm. I remember hearing and something th- about this. This one was yeah. super strong. They said there were people. There were reports of people saying that they that the the telegraph lines were just spontaneously turning on, and um, and uh, they could hear sounds and what they thought were voices coming from the telegraph lines and stuff like that. That's cool because they were just overloaded with electricity, and so everybody thought the Earth was haunted. Yeah, because that's what we do as humans when we can't explain a phenomena, we immediately go to supernatural cause. <laughs> haunted or god hates us yeah sometimes even after if it's like ah we don't like that science let's call it uh demons yeah let's call it demons why not those are demons uh so um if we had a flare that was big enough to do like 
mortal damage, like destroy the earth style. Mm. It wouldn't matter because it'd be so big. We'd just be it'd be a, in an instant, right? We'd just be <laughs> gone, right? Uh, if it was really bad, um, you would have you would have a couple days to prepare. Yeah, because you'd know um, it was coming from what. <laughs> Yeah, because remember, it's not the solar flare that really does all the damage. It's all the stuff that gets launched. from, And the solar flare travels at the speed of light, but all the other stuff is much heavier. Yeah. And it takes, a, you know, sometimes a couple of days to get to the Earth, a right. day to five days or something like so that. So we'd have a couple of days to for, you know, for all of us to sit around going, oh, what was us? And then, boom, we're out. But yeah, and there's some things we can't protect, like satellites could be destroyed, and um, and power grids. Hopefully, they they seem to be preparing, but but um, they could be overloaded. And and you're right, like a lot of it is just you're not going to be able to prepare. Some people think that if it, a, a, a one hits big enough, that it could take our like. Uh, GPS systems offline and stuff like that for who knows how long because satellites are up in space they're not exactly easy to go and repair <laughs> uh, it'd be great if they all freaked out and started you know everyone's uh, series and Google assistance and everything just started going turn left now turn right make a U-turn and it was just all wrong right just everything yeah. was wrong that'd be great that, if that's, that's all it does on uh, Y2K <laughs> <laughs> Everybody's oh, Tom Toms were going to tell us to go. Uh, right, exactly. Tom yeah. Tom. I haven't heard that in a while. Wow. <laughs> Tom Toms. All right. Well, this is all super fascinating. I love this stuff. And uh, if you want to learn more, uh, you can listen to a really cool podcast out there called All Around Science, which uh, Bobby right. hosts and does a great job with. Bobby, you want to tell people about what you're doing this week? Well, we just re- this is a great thing about Tuesdays, right? Now I can tell you the episode we just released. When it was on Thursdays, it was like... Two days old. Science is stale and, and maybe yeah, even spoiled by now. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Do I tell you about the one that's coming out on Monday and then everybody forgets <laughs> over the weekend? I don't know. But, um, <laughs> right. but uh, this this past episode was the big... It got delayed because of the... the um, anyway, we talked about... Uh, I talked about the science of hair care, finally. Um, people have been... Nice. Uh, I've been talking about that because <laughs> I've always wanted to know how does shampoo work? How does conditioner work? Is deep conditioning really a thing? Um, how does hair dye actually work? That's really fascinating. It's not just dumping food coloring on your hair. Um, <laughs> and uh, no, it's, it's actually not. complicated chemistry. But um, So that was uh, the big thing that we talked about on the episode that just released yesterday. So go check it out. Well, and uh, now we all we can all learn about how your glorious hair is achieved, which is very That's exciting. Right. Yeah, look at that thing. I'm envious. I'm envious. <laughs> Everyone should be. We're all envious. <laughs> Just collective envy for that hair. Uh, Bobby, everybody, he's the man. Bobby Franks have a fantastic uh, life. No, a, Thanks, a week. But until we see you again, bye now. <laughs> On a life, Just a week. On life, sure. Uh, all right. Cool. Why did I say Bobby Franks? It's Frank and Hyman. <laughs> no, it's Franks. I'm just using his short, you know, his. his yeah, his well, he name. uses Bobby Franks as his as yeah. his uh, screen name and chat room. Yeah. So may as well do that. Might as well. Is that his Twitter? He's okay account? with it. Hey, Bobby, is your Twitter account Bobby Franks? It probably is. Probably People is. should follow him there too. All right, that's gonna do it for the show. I wanted to remind folks at home that we are in a brand new month. It's the second of November, which means mm. perfect time. To hop on board of the Patreon that you've all, some of you, not all of you, many of you do support it. But if you haven't, you're like, man, I just haven't gotten around to it. Maybe now's the time. You could be like Sven from Baseball Camp. 
That's literally what his name is. <laughs> this one time at baseball camp exactly. with Sven. With Sven. I love that name, Sven. Uh, also, too. Annie yeah. Martin and Elisa. These are all brand new patrons. Want to be like them? Awesome. Yeah, they're awesome. They're great. I want to be able to read new names, too, and uh, that'll only happen if people keep signing up. So head on over to patreon.com slash TMS and join one of the many levels and get the benefits of being a member and also supporting your favorite show. That's patreon.com slash TMS. Keep those emails coming, themorningstream at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. We'll have a show tomorrow. we got recommendals and Tom and all that. Your usual Wednesday business. I think that's well, everything. Brian, almost usual. Me? A little surprise tomorrow. Oh, right, right. A little surprise, but you'll all be happy won't about be, it. Yeah, a lot of people won't be surprised. They'll be like, oh, well, that makes sense. Yeah, you'll say, oh, well, that's perfectly sensible. Um, yes. But yes, you'll have to wait until tomorrow to find that. Uh, what else <laughs> is going on? Do you have anything going on you want to mention? I, know I you got, got nothing back. going on today. Um, I'm recording a thing today that'll go up on the feeds in the future, but uh, there's future. no point in talking about it now. Future. All right. Future. I like the future. Uh, then tell us instead about a song we can play at the end of the show. I will do that. Uh, this one isn't a request unless you count it as a request. It's a request from me. Um, it's uh, Day of the Dead, uh, Dio de los Muertos, as I mentioned earlier today. And I'm going to eat a, I'm going to make myself a black bean and uh, chicken breast burrito for lunch today and mm. celebrate. Uh, it's also a good way to celebrate to listen to a cover of Dead Man's Party by Oingo Boingo. This one I haven't played before. It came out in 2020 on Abney Park's album Esoteric. I think it came out earlier, but that's like a collection of their stuff. Uh, I happen to be a supporter on Kickstarter or on uh, Patreon of Abney Park because they put out oh, some great covers. Nice. Uh, Dead Man's Party covered by Abney Park from their collection Esoterica coming at you right now.
This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Frog Pants Network. Get more shows like this at frogpants.com. What's that you found? A hat. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.